Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. When we started our online services in June last year, can you believe it? June last year or nearly a year round, but we took the first four of those and we focused on sharing about our core values of everyone church. And the first one being that we follow Jesus. We love him. The second being that we lean into faith friendships. We're not just about casual association. No, we are about building a real faith community to be a part of. Amen. Number three is that we engage in discipleship. We are intentional about our journey towards spiritual maturity and becoming more like Christ. And number four is we live mission minded. We exist to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere. And you can catch up on those four services, whether it be on our website or YouTube or our podcast. So please check them out. And, you know, we went through our value statements to um, bring priority and clarity to what we're doing as a church. And last week, Simon began the short series of one of our core values about living mission minded. And he shared that in order for the mission to be on our mind at first, it must take hold of our heart. And Jesus, Jesus had a mission. Jesus lived mission-minded. He said in Luke chapter 19, 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. Jesus knew his mission and he gave us our mission in Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, go and make disciples. And this is what living mission minded is all about. It's about having an awareness that I'm on a mission today. This mission is to bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. And it's about helping to make disciples. Well, today we are going to focus on what a mission-minded person looks like. What are the traits of a mission-minded person? You know, traits are specific qualities or characteristics of an individual. They can be physical, uh, inherited or related to one's personality. For example, I have brown hair and blue eyes. Um, Our children, they have inherited their curly hair from me. No, (laughs) they have inherited their curly hair from clearly their father, Simon. Um, And for some people, their personality may be commented on of having traits such as honest or kind um, and patient. Or for some, it might be more pessimistic and stubborn. I think we can probably think of a few now. (laughs) But traits, they they are, traits are the observable aspects of a person's being. How someone thinks, how they feel and act. So when we talk about the traits of a mission-minded person, I want you to engage in some self-reflection. I want you to think, do I exhibit this trait? You know, as a social worker, part of our practice and and our, um, I guess, self-care as a social worker is to engage in self-reflection. But 
Self-reflection with the help of the Holy Spirit is actually a very good thing to have a part of our lives. In Psalm 139 verses 23 to 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Holy Spirit is our guide and he's our counselor and the word of God is our compass on how we can grow and become more like Jesus Christ. So let us ask him, Lord, help us hear your word today. Amen. Well, let's read from Luke chapter 10. And we see here that Jesus is being asked by a religious expert at the time about how he can inherit eternal life. And Jesus responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And the expert was trying to justify himself and he probed even a little bit further and he said, well, who is my neighbor? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't feel very confident answering Jesus with a little bit of sass, but there you go. (laughs) Jesus answered him and we read on. From verse 30, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of all his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant or Levite walked over and looked at him lying there. But then he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he took the man and put him on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. In this passage of scripture, the Samaritan man was mission minded. And by looking at his example, I believe we can see three traits of a mission minded person. Firstly, a mission-minded person cares. They care about people. They care about people going to heaven, the eternal destiny of others. You know, the Samaritan man didn't have to help the man that was injured. The Bible actually describes the Samaritan man as despised. See, Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. It was like Queenslanders and New South Wales at state of origin time or something. Not really, but basically it was frowned upon for a Jew to associate with a Samaritan. Yet it was he, the Samaritan, not the fellow that shared the same religion, not those that should have helped him. The Samaritan man helped him because he cared. Martin Luther King Jr. said, The first question which the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But the Good Samaritan reversed that question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? Mission-minded people care. 
and caring about others you know, provides us with the opportunity to lift our eyes up off ourselves and look around and see what's happening around us. It helps us to live that life that it's not about me, which Simon shared about last week. Do you care? Do I care? Do we care about our family, our friends, our favorite barista that makes our coffee at our local cafe just the way we like it? Do we care? If they know Jesus and if they're spending their eternal destiny with him. Caring produces an emotional response in us. It says in verse 33 that the Samaritan felt compassion for him. Compassion is um, can be described as sympathetic pity or concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of another. And Jesus was the same. When Jesus looked at the crowds at people all around him. The Bible says in Matthew 9 verse 36 that he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, a sheep without a shepherd. A few years ago, I was at the local shopping center and I was, you know, picking up some groceries. Um, It was quite busy and there was lots of people around and I was getting a bit annoyed because it was making me take twice as long. Uh, There were also some rough around the edges looking people. Don't look at me so judgingly. I know you felt the same at times, especially usually Christmas. (laughs) But um, I was annoyed and probably talking to myself. But I remember hearing so clearly the voice of the Holy Spirit challenging my annoyance at these people and questioning whether I care for their souls. You see, when we know Jesus and we've experienced his amazing salvation and the new life that he brings, We really should care about what is most important to Jesus, and that is souls. It is people. As we heard last week, Jesus said in Luke 19.10 that he came to seek and save those who are lost. I think as Christians, we should be cautious about being indifferent about people and their souls. And I would question that if someone calls themselves a Christian, and yet is indifferent about the eternal destiny of others, do they even know Jesus Christ? Because the person of Jesus Christ is deeply concerned and moved about the souls of people, the souls of individuals, the souls of your family, of your friends. Are you? Mission-minded people care. They care about people. They know it's not about me. And yes, caring is an emotional response, but it's also practical. Maybe you can take some time today and ask Holy Spirit to help you see people as Jesus sees them or to spend some time praying for some needs of some friends that you you know they have going on in their lives. Or maybe you need to go and, and spend some time with people and listen and really hear what they are going through and then go. The second trait of a mission minded person is that they contribute. As Simon said last week, mission-minded people live with a go. There is evidence of contribution to God's mission in their lives. The Samaritan didn't just care and have compassion on the man. He did something about it. His care caused him to contribute. In verse 34, it says, Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and he took him to an inn where he took care of him. You know what it tells me? 
The fact that he carried olive oil and wine and had bandages means this man carried resources. He was ready to care and to contribute. And Jesus not only knew his mission to seek and save those who are lost, but as we heard last week from Simon, that he also invites us to join him in his mission, to help make disciples. And we all have a part to play in this mission alongside the body of Christ. And when we care about people, we want to do something. We want to contribute to people knowing Jesus. You know, I remember my dad, he, um, he went to be with Jesus at, towards the end of 2018, but multiple times a week, he would often go to the shop or to the local park with the sole intention, the sole purpose of going to engage and talk with people about Jesus. He would often even wear, actually pretty much every time he would wear his blue polo shirt that had on the back, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And, um, you know, he would begin talking with people because he would share this with us all the time, but he would begin sharing with people and ask them this one question straight away. Do you know where you're going to spend your eternity? So my dad, he was mission minded and he was willing to contribute. How can you contribute today? What seeds do you possess that need to be sown into someone's life? We can't just leave the caring about people's eternal destiny to some and then the contributing to people knowing Jesus to others. You know, we can't just leave it up to scripture teachers and they do a fantastic job. Or we can't leave it just up to the pastors because Jesus, he calls each one of us, you know, me and you included, he calls each one of us to contribute and live with his mission on our mind and in our hearts. How can my words contribute to his mission today. What can I do to help others know Jesus? I've always loved this passage from Romans 12 because I feel like it captures and really reflects how we can contribute to this mission well. Let's read Romans 12 verse 6 to 11. It says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Mission-minded people care and they contribute. And the last trait I want to share with you today is that mission-minded people do it in a community. We do it together. We are not alone. Even the Samaritan couldn't do all and the caring on his own. He needed help. In verse 35, it says, The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. God's mission is not a solo mission. We are not winging it. It's not a solo act. Look at me. Look what I can do. (laughs) We're with God first and foremost. And we know 
from reading John chapter 14 and Acts 1, that he sent us his Holy Spirit to be our helper as we bear his witness. But we also live on mission with each other, the body of Jesus Christ. We are living this Christian life together. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Everyone has a part to play in God's mission and we need you. God needs you. Who knows what the Lord might do with a group of people that say, yes, Lord, I want to care about people and I'm willing to contribute who I am and what I have to see others know you. It is together that we can have a greater impact and it is together that we can bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. Mission-minded people care. They contribute and they do it together with God and in the community of the body of Christ. Amen. Well, I hope this word has encouraged you today as it has me. You know, and we can all grow in a care towards others, caring about the eternal destiny of people, but not just care, but actually act and contribute to seeing people know Jesus. Amen. Well, before we finish up today, um, I couldn't just preach about contributing and caring about people knowing Jesus without providing the opportunity for someone to invite Jesus into their life today. You know, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. So what do we believe? Well, that we were all created by God, but we've gone our own way and lived our own lives, ignoring him and his original plan to live in friendship with him. And that's called sin. And for us to be made right and placed back in that friendship with God, sin can't be present. So God had a plan. He sent his son, Jesus, who lived a perfect life on earth. And he died on the cross, taking the penalty of our sins. But he rose again three days later. Easter is coming. Amen. And if we repent of our sins and living our own way, and we accept what Jesus has done for us on the cross, and we ask him, we can have eternal life together with him. And we can also be made right with God and made right in our friendship with him again. And all it takes is a simple prayer that I would love to lead you in right now. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day and be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. And if you prayed that today, please connect with us, um, reach out, let us know, whether it be on our online connect card or by, you know, messaging us on social media, because we would love to get in touch with you and help you on your journey of knowing Jesus. Well, church, next week is Easter Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I am pumped. I am pumped pumped to have our first Easter celebration as everyone church. You know, we're meeting in the park. We're having church at 1030. We've got sausage sizzle and Easter egg hunt. It's going to be awesome, not just for the kids, but the adults too. So please 
come along, um, invite someone, and please be praying with be praying with us this week that the rain would keep away, the grounds would be dry, and that we would have an amazing Sunday celebrating our King and our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, you have a great and blessed week, and we'll see you on Easter Sunday. <music>